almost all businesses today have some sort of digitization, from booking an online order to managing internal work and staff. It's absolutely everywhere. My name's Callie Vega, and I'll be joining you on this episode today. In our last episode, we explored how increasing digitization of businesses is changing how we work, interact with colleagues, and even run our businesses. In general, how this immense digitization impacts us as a society. Our last episode ended with how an organization can begin to put some of these processes in place. In this episode, we'll actually determine once these digitizations are in place, how do you let that technology allow you to make better decisions? Hey there, a couple disclaimers before we get started. First of all, thank you for listening to season one of I Don't Want to Be a Robot. The podcast was born from fantastic conversations we've had along the line at the pub, during work, after work. So we're super excited to be able to share this with other people and really hope you enjoy it. Please give us your feedback at humans at I don't want to be a robot.com. Also, if you have anything you'd like us to discuss or talk about, feel free to shoot that along as well. We're always open to suggestions. Lastly, I want to thank the board at Polarisoft for sponsoring us and giving us the opportunity to do this. Thank you for giving us full editorial control to talk about whatever we want. We appreciate it. The opinions you're about to hear are those of the hosts and guests themselves and not our sponsors. You're listening to the I Don't Want to Be a Robot podcast, where we explore how technology is changing our lives, workplace, and society. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Um, My name is Niraj Mystery. I'm the Global Director of Services at Polarisoft. Lately, we've been focusing on uh, digitization and how this is changing our lives, specifically how we work. Um, Today, I really want to kind of discuss this topic a little bit further. So, um, I'm joined by some of my colleagues based in London, Sean McCormack, who's Head of Professional Services from Polarisoft. Hi, Naraj. Thanks for inviting me uh, onto the podcast today. Really enjoyed the, the last episode that you, that you guys uh, put together, and uh, in, I'm excited to join the discussion today. Thanks, Sean. Um, and also, again, with us from the first podcast um, from Sabrina is our creative director of PPM Anywhere, Callie. Hey guys, how's it going? Okay guys, well listen, thanks for joining me on this uh, podcast and this discussion of digital decision making. Basically, I just wanted to start off and just get your initial thoughts on today's subject. I mean, I guess, what do you guys think of digital decision making? What does it mean to you and what you do today? Honestly, from my side of things, I'm just glad we're talking about this. It's absolutely crazy when I think about the digital world and how it's progressed and even you know thinking back to my childhood how much the digital world has changed from like thinking about an old car phone to what we have now to where you can easily send emails texts or images across I mean there's so many people even from that perspective like it now that own and operate their own businesses through their cell phones so I'm just excited to be a part of the conversation and kind of, I don't know, talk about it in a deeper, deeper aspect. Yeah, I think I think it's a really interesting subject. Um, I think it probably the decision making 
element of digitization perhaps doesn't get the the same level of focus as perhaps other parts of digitizing your business may get i think when people think about digitizing their business they're thinking of efficiency savings how can we improve collaboration and communication um but i don't really think they they perhaps give us the same level of effort into the thought of of how it can improve their decision making as well so uh, i think it's a really good subject uh, for us to discuss today Thanks, Sean. Yeah, I agree. I think there's going to be some uh, interesting conversations we're going to have um, around uh, decision making and I guess how digitization has uh, maybe made that better or maybe even worse in some cases. So, um, yeah, let's get started. I mean, in the last episode, we spoke about digitization in the workplace. We talked a little bit around kind of how organizations can go about um, achieving that and getting that. Um, I guess in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit further along that journey around how um, once you've kind of got digitization in place how, how do you actually let that technology allow you to make better decisions I mean I guess as you said Sean one of the things around putting digitization is to hopefully help you make better decisions so let's, let's see whether that's actually the case um, I think as well it's important I mean Kelly you used a good example there of your car phone and you know um, <laughs> yeah. your, your new phone today right digitization it doesn't have to be huge things like you know automating assembly lines so robots can build cars it can be you know really simple things and i think it has crept into every walk and path of life today when we, when we think about digitization so yeah let's let's focus on all those aspects i think it'd be a really good interesting conversation and um yeah let's look at some different examples i guess of like signing contracts communicating with customers via email pretty much anything that's not done on paper today is is and what we do on a screen now is, is digitization oh yeah absolutely and i mean thinking about decision making just in a personal perspective and a professional perspective uh it absolutely helps me and it's kind of crazy to think if i were to remove that from just my professional life and my personal life how big of a change that would be um it would probably be a rude awakening but you know, especially now from a work perspective with working from home more often, especially with COVID and everything, um, I'm making decisions for PPMA based on, you know, email communications, digitized social uh, media campaign results, drip marketing, um, all the digital interactions that derive from these outlets. It, it, it really impacts my choices day to day from a high level perspective, even year to year with budgets and planning uh, based on how people are interacting and what decisions are being made from something that's put out there. Um, and then like, personally, that's a whole nother story. I mean, if I don't have time to go to the grocery store and I'll get on DoorDash, I don't know if that you have that in the UK, but that's where I can digitally place an order so they can bring my groceries to my front doorstep and I don't even have to leave the house. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even thinking about it, like if I'm unsure what to wear, to dinner we might hop on pinterest and get some inspiration for some new outfit combinations i know that sounds silly but it's the truth like do i need new boots for this winter sure i'll hop online and order them um it affects me and the ads you're served um across the board so i mean even thinking about like back in the day balancing your checkbook to now just hopping on your phone and getting face recognition that allows you to instantly access your bank accounts. And from a, per a professional standpoint, I feel like 
if you're if you're not keeping up, um, you're gonna get left behind. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I can see this already with my my four year old who is probably more digitally savvy than I was when I was four years old, and <laughs> you know the the technology and the ways that they interact with um, all manners of their life now is is really fascinating to see. So. So, Sean, how, how about yourself? I mean, do you find that digitization's helped you in your day-to-day decision-making, personally, professionally? Yeah, definitely. It's, um, it's, it's one of those areas when you start thinking about it, you, it just kind of snowballs and you can think of more and more places where, where kind of the digital world has, has taken over your life, it, um, especially your phone, I guess, on a, a personal level. Like, um, similarly to, to you, Kelly, I use... Uh, Acado here is the, is a brand name that I use to order my my food shopping. Um, mm. I use it to I don't know if I wanted the weekend to go surfing, I would use um, an app on my phone to to work out where's best to go surfing, what beach am I going to go to, um, right. um, what train do I want to catch to work when we're commuting again, um, what should I bring my umbrella with me today, checking the weather. Um, so yeah, it's on a personal level, it really has taken over uh, the past few years. And then I think that's probably now feeding into the professional world more and more. Um, it's probably slightly slower than perhaps it does in, in your personal life. Um, but yeah, it, we use it on a, a day-to-day basis, even in, in my role, picking which resource is going to work on what project. Um, looking at how much money we're making as a business, things like that. Um, it's vital, really. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think same as you, Sean, you know, I use all of those tools, I guess, in my day-to-day decision-making. As you said, it does snowball when you really think about from the moment you wake up, you know, what's, what's the first thing you do, right? You usually go check an app to see, right, what's on my, you know, for me, it's usually my diary or my calendar, what, get myself set up for the day, what am I doing, where do I need to be at what time? Um, but yeah, as you said, even little things like, you know, what's the weather like? So, I mean, I think it has come on such a, in leaps and bounds in terms of digitization in your day-to-day um, lives or, you know, many people's day-to-day lives. And I think professionally, we're trying to see a lot, of, or certainly I've seen a lot of organizations trying to get to a level of digitization to help decision-making. Sometimes I've seen it work well, sometimes maybe not so well. So I guess I'm interested to hear your thoughts, guys. I mean, what, what, what do you think an organization has to do to enable digital decision-making? Are there any kind of factors you think in um, a setup of an organization that they need to have? Is there any kind of must-haves? I'm sure you guys have probably seen some of this in the industries that you guys work in. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it in this day and age, it's a must. And like I said earlier, if you're not keeping up, you're getting left behind. And I think when it comes to like scaling and scaling quickly, you, you have to do that um, mm. when it comes to automation or um, reaching more people. So for example, I used to work for a company, but one of the big things that they would do um, with decision-making uh, based on just how the user experience side of things work is they would actually, uh, in one of our all hands meetings, they would show us where they had these, people that they would bring in and actually look into, they would tell like products that they were supposed to research and look into and view. And they would actually have the camera turned on, on the laptop. So they were analyzing where people's eyes were going on the screen. And yeah. So like 
in the scroll pattern. So they were actually taking a look at the way they had it laid out on the page. Did it even make sense? Were people skipping over a large bulk of information? Um, it was pretty cool to watch. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that people even on that level, uh, you know, digitally deciding what the user experience was like was taking those routes, but it's pretty clever. Okay. Um, right. wow, that's amazing. I, d I didn't even know that type of uh, analysis happened, but I guess what they were doing there was to really capture a lot of data points. It sounds like they were trying to look at um, capturing all of those different facets of data to help them make decisions. So, I mean, I know for me in my job, one of the key things around decision-making is, is the quality and the level of data I have. Um, you know, without that, I think the best digitization in the world can sometimes not really help you if you haven't got the full picture. So doing something around that. How about you, Sean? I mean, in terms of kind of, you know, you've worked with quite a lot of customers at Polarisoft and implementing tools to help them digitize their business. Have you, do you think there are any key factors that you've seen that I think are more important than others? I think, I think you kind of touched on it there a bit of the, on the sort of data quality. Uh, and actually capturing the data to make the decisions, um, I think perhaps a mistake that, that often is made is that people suddenly decide that they want to make a decision on, on something and they really need to step back from that and, and really work out, okay, if you, what, what, is, what is the decision that you're, you're trying to make? What data do you need to actually capture before you can make that decision? Are you capturing mm -hmm. that data? I think it's easy to decide to, to capture data, but if you're not making a decision based on that data that you're capturing, it's kind of capturing it for the sake of capturing it. Um, yeah. Right. I mean, numbers don't lie. Data doesn't lie. It is a huge factor. There's like a marriage in between like using your gut and data. And um, <clears throat> I don't know, the digital world have actually allows you to analyze those numbers and look at them in a deeper uh, regard to make sure like, okay, maybe my gut was right. Or you know what, I thought this was a good idea, but this has actually gone terribly wrong. And it's not getting the results that I really need. Yeah, I do agree with you, Kelly. There's definitely um, a balance there, I think, between data driven decisions. And actually, what does your experience and your, um, you know, kind of best practice tell you, you know, sometimes the data, as you said, doesn't lie, but um, if you haven't got all the data, maybe you're not getting a full picture. And sometimes actually, as I said, your experience can tell you more than what the data is telling you. Um, but I mean, I think it's quite interesting. I mean, I can't necessarily now imagine a, a day without having digitization to help me make decisions in my life. I think we discussed that earlier around having these different apps, etc. But um, it's quite difficult to get those kind of key factors correct. I think, you know, we've touched on a few areas there, not getting too much data, getting the right data to inform the right decisions. Um, you know, I see one of the first steps is actually just getting the data in one place. I mean, do you guys have any suggestions on techniques that maybe you, you've seen being used or in organizations you've seen being really successful at this? I think from my experience, it's just really start simple. I think it's very easy to get academic and complex and create complicated algorithms. I think just start simple, focus on one KPI or, 
of one data point that you're looking to capture and work out what's the minimum amount of data that you really need to capture before you can make a decision on on that data that, that you're seeing. And I guess from there, you really want to make it easy. Um, however you're capturing that data to make the decision, you need to make it easy to capture. So whether that is an end user inputting that information uh, or whether that's coming from other systems, I think it's... Um, there are things that, that, that you kind of need to do there to, to simplify it as, as much as possible. Yeah, I, I really agree with you there, Sean, around keeping things simple. Um, I have seen in my experience so that the, there's a kind of paradigm of a two-sided coin there where people making decisions kind of feel like they need all the data and they need everything all in one place for them to make that decision. If there's any blemishes or any holes in it, it's not working for them. And then you know, I see, I guess, the opposite end of that spectrum where people are even just struggling to come up with the definitions of what that even looks like, um, let alone being able to provide it. But, yeah, simple, 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 I think is always a good starting point. Um, and you made a good point there around, you know, just tracking one KPI or one piece of information to be able to make a decision is already one step ahead of maybe where, where you are today. So, yeah, I completely agree with that. Also, I think, too, like, you, you have to be consistent and you have to give it some time. That way you can actually see, you, you just got to trust, like, putting consistent data in one place and seeing, like, once you, you harness all of that data, don't just make a decision based on one round of, like, a digital, like, for example, a social campaign or a digital campaign. You may be trying something to digitize the way you're reaching a target audience. And with time, you maybe do a campaign over the course of a month. And you see that people are maybe not interacting as much or they are, you know, from my perspective, it, if, if they're not as much, you have to give it like the proper time and consistency and trust and dedication to see over the course if sure if it maybe plateaus and that's all it is or it goes down or you start to earn and gain and build trust and doing the digital aspect and putting all that data in one spot, you actually can start to see the numbers um, progress and actually work and come together. So it's quite an interesting point there, I guess you just brought up, Kelly, is, uh, you know, it's the timing aspect of it, but actually measuring the effectiveness of um, what you're trying to do and improve that over time because as you said you're not going to get it right or very rarely does do you get it right first time so it's about I guess not just simple but yeah being able to measure the effectiveness of what you're trying to put in place because if it's not working you might have to change that which may lead to a different set of decisions you've got to make um, I mean I, I know in my experience I've, I've seen a few techniques around this I have seen some organizations trying to move completely from non-digital to digital world within you know just a car crash you know it, it, just not ready for it because the whole ethos and makeup of the business isn't ready for that yet I, the more successful organizations i guess i i've probably worked with is yeah starting off with something as simple as you know let's just collect some basic information around our projects let's collect some basic information mm -hmm. around risks um and if you collect the right data points, yes, you can make better decisions than what you did before. Maybe not necessarily all the decisions you want to make, but at least they're better ones than you were doing before. So 
I think simple, small baby steps is definitely right. And yeah, timing is, is crucial. Yeah. And even, I mean, to reference like a PPM anywhere value add that we offer is the project status reports. That's like harnessing all that data that you may configure and set up to, um, you know, come in if it's a, a weekly report, a monthly report, whatever it may be. And so you're keeping all that data in a simplified view in one place. Um, that way it's really easy to see where things vary and where they're working, where they're not working, if there's something on fire. Um, so, you know, whatever type of reporting you have, I feel like if you're able to, like you said, keep it in a simplified view and automate that in some way to where you're getting it on a scheduled basis, yeah, absolutely. So, I, I mean, I guess we've talked quite in high regard around digitization and how it's helped us all in our personal lives and professional lives. But, um, I mean, just to throw a kind of other view of this, I mean, do, do you think digitization, guys, is just a way of being lazy? I mean, it's kind of, you know, is there a point in which you almost do too much that then the the laziness aspect kicks in? Um, I mean, I know it's great to have it, but also, being lazy is probably not a good thing either, or is it? Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure if lazy is the the right term, but I do think kind of most innovation, especially technological innovation, has come about because someone didn't want to do something anymore. They were bored of doing something, and they wanted to automate it. Something, and they wanted to. Yeah, I think I think it all starts with the person utilizing it, right? So, I mean, sure, lazy people exist, and it in these things, there's always going to pe be people who seek out it as an opportunity to not have to do as much work. But I believe that if you're actually merging the merging into this digital world with a hunger and like a real drive and paying attention to the information, um, digitization is giving this a huge a huge win, in my opinion. It's a great thing. Yes, people, there are lazy people out there. And yes, people can actually maybe use this to drive decision making without putting much thought behind it. But if you actually merge like your gut, your experience, your mind with the numbers behind digitizing stuff, it could actually lead to some great success. We're going to take a quick sponsor break now um, and then we'll come back and uh, carry on this conversation. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. This episode has been brought to you by PPM Anywhere, the online software for organizations that want to create consistent outcomes. Track your strategy, manage projects, energize your team, and take maturity to the next step for your business. PPM Anywhere is beautifully uncomplicated software to manage process, people, and financials. Okay, folks, just before the break, we were... I guess just discussing uh, how digitization potentially can maybe make you lazy, um, but we really kind of were exploring a topic there around the value or the difference between making a decision from the gut versus just letting digitization do that for you. I mean, what point do you guys think we might start to lose that making a decision from the gut and using instincts instead? Is there a kind of balance in there or... I think from a business perspective, it's when we remove discussion uh, around these decisions. So 
Um, yeah, there are perhaps some decisions that a business can make, uh, maybe on a more tactical level, where uh, you don't really need to have a discussion and the sort of digitization might answer the question for you. But other aspects, more on the strategic level, I think removing the discussion is, is where perhaps the danger lies. Um, mm. And businesses, perhaps, once they've captured this data, and have got their KPIs, they still need to have their appropriate forums where they can discuss and actually make those decisions in a, in a sort of more collective group. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting point, actually. I mean, just with what we do in our industry, you know, we automate a lot of reporting. Um, quite often I hear our, you know, user base sometimes asking, well, can I not just click a button for that report to be emailed to my exec? Now, sure, you can make software and tools do anything, but is that actually the outcome you're looking for? I'm not so sure, right? The outcome is actually you're trying to inform an executive or a person to make a decision about something or give you a steer and just, just automating that and sending it out isn't necessarily the, the answer. As you, as you said, Sean, you know, the conversation still needs to happen and still needs to occur. Um, quite often see project managers, you know, varying levels of maturity where, um, you know, they're using more of their gut and their experience around how they're deciding how their projects should be managed and delivered versus, you know, maybe some less mature PMs, maybe, you know, ha they haven't got the experience. So I always do think that experience and maturity does play a massive part in decision making. It can't always just be from data and from automation. So I think, yeah, your point around forums and discussion is is really valid you know we hopefully we never live in a world where we're not talking to each other just because we've got digitization in place okay i mean we, we earlier touched i think it was you kelly that you mentioned that um in your world you know in marketing for example it's not just a one-off you try something you see if that improves and you're kind of continuing uh, continually evolving that um do you have any ideas or, I guess, techniques, guys, around how, how you approach this? Because I think it's a massive key part of digitizing and decision-making, right? I think we all agree it's not just a one-off. There's always, like, an end goal, right? So the trajectory that we take to get to that end goal is different for different reasons. And with, you know, trusting automations, um, that will take you from A to B a lot quicker, maybe. Uh, instead of going through all the different trials and tribulations and different options to get there. So you could, let's say you could always send out like an email campaign and it's on you each week or each day to send one out. Um, that could be a one-off. Things could happen. Your day could get busy. Maybe it changes. So, you know, if you were to set up like drip automations through email campaigns, that's a great way to evolve from having someone who's sending them out all the time. So like with drip campaigns, that's to where say like I send you an email and then you have a reaction with it. And based on that reaction, there's actually a technology in the back end that says, oh, well, Niraj selected yes, or he actually downloaded the ebook or he did that. So now we'll send him this next email. You know, you can set the restraints or how that works in the back end. But yeah, that's a good way to evolve and be more efficient and like we talked about at the very beginning, like scaling and being able to scale quickly and using the digital world's um, intelligence to help you get there. Yeah, I think sort of there's probably 
if you were to go on the internet, plenty of stories about failures as well with um, people taking on a digital transformation. Um, and I think you just need to not be put off by mistakes because mistakes will be made. Uh, I think we need to just focus on learning from them as well um, when it comes to, to implementing some digitization within your business. Um, it's, it's not always going to work first time round. It is mm. trial and, and error, really. The, it's really what's going to happen there. So really, I think you need the, the support from your leadership team and, and be open and, and know that you're, you're going to have to make refinements and small incremental steps. Uh, mistakes will be made. Mm-hmm. You just continue to learn from them. I think in my world, uh, certainly from a decision-making perspective, I, you know, and I mentioned this earlier around having data is important, but I also, I also like to know what data I don't have to help me make a decision. So I think sometimes you can get focused on collecting stuff and information and data to help you make a decision, but you actually lose sight of what's missing. And sometimes what's missing can be as, just as important as what you have. And really understanding why it's missing, why it didn't come through. I think, we, you know, let's use the project status report as a, as a good example, right, in our software. I mean, that's rolling up to a decision-making point where somebody has to decide what's going to happen with a set of projects. But if you've only got 50% of your status reports in, well, then you're only really making a decision on 50% of the data. And I'd like to understand why that other half was yeah. not given was it a technical failure was it a process failure was it just human behaviors and for me that's how you continually evolve you keep you know revisiting that trying to understand it trying to put small incremental things in place if you can go from 50 percent to 60 to 70 to 80 over that period of time then you can get to success i think you know understanding that that doesn't happen overnight well, i think that's quite a key key point for me anyway yeah that's a great point you know thinking about it like what if what if it is only 50% then you could be making a decision based on incorrect or half yeah. half my my favorite one i check the weather app in the morning and it says 50% chance of rain and i'm kind of like well does that mean it's going to rain or not rain cuz 50/50 is kind of in the middle so <laughs> i never I, you know i never understand that data i like to you know for me and i can't get to that information unfortunately but i always like to understand well how did they decide on 50 as being the middle middle and you know what's the other half of that coin to make them think it's not going to rain so I, th- I think that is like 50 percent of the land will be covered in rain and the other 50 won't so i think it's oh like wow a, okay. yeah <laughs> my mind just yeah i think that's what i heard <laughs> once it may be it may not be true but um yeah. Sorry. Oh wow. Okay, I learned something new there. I didn't know it was that. But then, which fifty percent of yeah, the land should crazy. you be? Yeah, I well, guess, yeah, I guess it's part of the land. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what's the size of the area? I want to be on the fifty percent that's not ring. Okay. Interesting. Um, well, I guess guys, we're we're probably coming to the tail end of this conversation, which has been really fun. I guess one last question, just to throw out there. Um, I mean, as you go down the journey of digitalizing your decision-making, where do you think you guys would start? I mean, how would you recommend to somebody to, to start this process and where should they start? Well, that's a, that's a big question. Um, so I think, <laughs> I think first of all, I, we kind of touched on some of this earlier, but really 
start start thinking about the what decisions do you make today or, or what decisions would you like to make and kind of go through that process of stepping back from that and then uh, I, I kind of think from a, a business perspective coming up with some sort of roadmap that will take you along that journey um, and maybe each quarter you look to achieve a key goal uh, along the way and whether the first quarter that is just making sure you capture that data that will then aid the decision making in the future um, but I think yeah we touched on a lot of this earlier just the, the small incremental uh, improvements and uh, you try and keep it as simple as possible initially take steps in the right direction it doesn't have to be huge leaps but as long as you're taking steps in a positive direction yeah I think you said it Sean at the beginning or uh, earlier in this conversation for me, the starting point is understand what decisions you're trying to make, right? Without that, you don't really have a starting point. Mm -hmm. You can go off and go down the wrong path. And if you look at all the things we just talked about in a personal perspective of where we use digitalization, they have very specific purposes of, yeah, I check an app to check the weather because the decision I'm trying to make is whether I should take an umbrella or not. Kelly, you use Pinterest because you want to make a decision on whether you need to buy some new shoes or not. Um, so there's always an outcome at <laughs> yes. the end of what you're trying to get to, I guess. And for me, that's the starting point, you understanding that and then working backwards to then decide, well, how do you capture that information? What's the best way? And then also, how do you make sure, I guess the word I'm looking for is the compliance on that. You know, are you getting the right data, the right information in and what's missing so you can focus on improvement? But starting point for me is definitely, yeah, figure out what your decisions are. Yeah, I completely agree. If it, if not, you're you're going at it too too vague of an approach, and you probably won't get the information that you need, and it will feel like maybe just a wasted effort. Starting with a target would definitely help. Cool. Well, thanks everybody. I mean, that was quite a fun conversation that we had. I definitely learned some things. Um, how do how do you guys feel it went? I, I think it went well. I think my mind is just kind of going now, thinking about the the world before <laughs> digitization to now. <laughs> Um, it's it's just such a crazy topic. I feel like I hear so many people talking about this and how it, there's such controversy behind a lot of it too with, um, I don't know, that one Netflix show that I watched that was talking about all the digital digital data and privacy and all of that. It's, it's, it's overwhelming, but it, I mean, also if you just scale back and actually look like we've talked about today at the things that can benefit you and um, evolve in the right direction. I think there's a lot of a lot to be learned and a lot to embrace. Yeah, I think time. it's a, a great conversation. I think it's just just getting that balance, the the pros and cons of, of all of this data, and uh, making sure that the pros outweigh all of the cons eventually. Cool. Well, thanks, Kelly. Thanks, Sean, for your time today. Uh, it's been a really interesting conversation. We have explored quite a few topics. Um, I guess, do you have any suggestions for the topics for the next episode, guys? Or anything you'd like to discuss from this one that we can take forward? I think we've talked a lot here about how we use this data to make decisions, but we've not really talked about how to present that data. How, Callie, you touched on it a little bit there with your, your previous experience, talking about how digitizing reporting and making that look appealing to the end user to, to aid their decision, decision making might be a 
good subject to, to touch on. You know, we've, we've talked about the process, how you go about setting it up. But yeah, I guess ultimately you want to look at something that can help you make that decision. What's the, what's the best way you can digitize that reporting? And um, yeah, that sounds like a really interesting topic. Well, cool. Listen, guys, thank you for your time. Uh, Sean, I may ask you if you're, if you're happy enough to maybe host the next episode and um, let's, let's talk a little bit around that digitized reporting. Happy to do that? Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll chat with you soon. you go i decided to ask my sweet nana as i call her her thoughts on the matter thought you might find this interesting if you will state your name and your age please patricia vega 84 tell me a little bit about your thoughts on technology my mind is very limited on on technology I am old, and there was no technology when I was younger. I think it's great the children, little children, can do that computer much more better than I can do it. What was tech like when you were growing up? We had an old calculator. You had to hit like this and pull the lever down. Had another number, pull the ledger down. It really helped you on. Do you think technology has actually made people happier? I don't know how we exist in today's world without the existence of technology. Do you use technology now? To my limited ability, yes. <laughs> I have a little iPad, and I read so much stuff in there. I don't know whether it's true or not, but I believe it would be the gospel. How do you think technology is going to transform over the next 10 years, five years? You've asked me something that's so far above my head, I don't know. I can't imagine what they're doing now or how they ever did it. Uh, it, It's just amazing when you think of me, 84 years old, what this world was like when I was born. And how much it would be like when somebody else is born today, when they get my age. What do you think will be this world would be like? Well, there's a lot of wisdom behind those thoughts. Thank you for sharing. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've heard it straight from the source. Wow, what a great thought to leave everyone with. Thank you for your time and wisdom today, Nana. And once again, for all you listeners for any episode suggestions or questions please reach out to us at humans at i don't want to be a robot.com thanks for listening and we'll see you next time this podcast has been brought to you by human overlord media for season one we'll be dropping episodes monthly keep your eye out for the next one We also have some sponsorship opportunities. We love hearing from people. If you have something relevant you'd like us to plug on the podcast, send us a note. We'll take a look at it. If we like it, we might just plug it for free. 
We're also looking for season two corporate sponsors. Send us an email about anything or sponsorship. We'd love to hear from you. You can get a hold of us at humans at idontwantobearobot.com.